No mai ki yarns with the fans, the podcast where AUT Tawira share their whakaaro about the kaupapa that are important to them. The views expressed in this podcast are that of the Tawira and not necessarily that of AUT University. On this episode, we're joined by Ayla, an alumni of AUT, who gives us an insight into maramataka. Our Tawira co-host for this episode is Tiana, a current student with Te Potama studying Māori development and Māori media. Thank you for joining us here, um, Yarns with Fans, our podcast where we have Toira um, talking about what uni life is like and topics relating to te ao Māori. Mm. Um, mm. Ho, he ho no te rarua, ngāti o kaipara. My name is Tiana, I'm studying a Bachelor of Māori Media here in Te Arapautama at AUT, um, which I understand you, you studied as well. Could you tell um, so my name is Ayla. I am from Waikato Tainui, Ngati Tahinga, Ngati Tamaoho, and also Ngati Tipa. And I was born and raised out south, South Auckland, Pukekohe, and currently living in, in Waimahia, which is in Weymouth. Oh, wow. And I'm also, yeah, it's the... Um, it's right on the estuary around Weymouth, so it's a beautiful, beautiful community, but it's also, you know, right behind Whakataka Pōkai, which mm. is a youth prison, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I have two sons, Kapurene and Makaira, they're, they're mahanga, they're 13, going on 14 ah. in, a, in about a month, and I started at AUT with them, and they were like... <laughs> two years old oh that's amazing my boys yeah they grew up with me through my my own journey in in AUT and then going into my career um but that's where I started was in Te Arapaitama as well and so I did the Bachelor of Māori Media and I think it was called Bachelor of Arts major in Māori Media and Māori Development Mm. and I was so young, so it was like an introduction to, to back to Te Ao Māori. Mm. And so I was raised in Te Ao Māori. I was raised by my queer in a, in a Māori community, in a Māori kura. But I learned things about um, the big world, like Te Tiriti o Waitangi and the many injustices that happened, and it really ignited a fire in me to to be in a space where equality and equity could be, a, you know, the heart of my mahi. Yeah. Yeah, so AUT was a good place for me to um, get back on path with what's aligned with my purpose, and that was working with Fano to to be um, exposed to the same opportunities as every everyone else that is not Māori because we are at the bottom end of receiving all the injustices of mm-hmm. the last... 200 years, or just under 200 years, but yeah. So I, I loved it at AUT, and I even, I stayed and I did postgrad, 
but I went over to um, communications mm. and did my honours over there, and then I started working. Oh, that's so that was I've been working for the last seven years now. So I graduated in twenty twelve. Nice. 2012. Yeah. Amazing. And you know how you said that um, you'd grown up in your old Māori and then I suppose moving then to a big mainstream Pākehā mm. institution, was that challenging for yeah. you? How did you find that transition from there it, to here? It is, a, it is really scary when you're like a small town Māori. Mm. So we, like in Pukekohe, it's just a little, it's a community where some people never leave. Yeah. Like some of our some of our kids have never been to the city, so it's like it's so frightening. But luckily, I went to Auckland Girls Grammar School. Mm. There was a school bus of us from Puki that went to Ags every day. Yeah. So we took the hour hour and a half ride every morning, every afternoon back home, and it got me past the shock. Mm. So I was I got introduced to the city life through high school. Yeah. But I know for a lot of our Tawira, they don't have that experience. They come from the from the you know a farm setting straight into <laughs> university. It was like whoa. So I, I was okay in that way. But I still remember my first day. I was it was frightening, and I had a my best friend came with me to enrol, and that was frightening. I felt so out of place. Yeah. I felt like I was too dumb to be there. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was a fraud. Like, those are all the feelings I had when I first stepped in the university mm. and just thinking I didn't belong there. Yeah. I so think that's, a, yeah. I think that that's a very common feeling that a lot of Tawira still experience. Like, we have mm-hmm. um, many this year that have come from the far, far north, um, predominantly the Hokianga this year, actually, um, and we've found yeah. that they have those same experiences, yeah, in feeling out of, out of their place. So when you were here at AUT, did you immerse yourself in any of the Māori kind of services or supports like they had um, Titahi Kitua? Was that around when you were here? We started Titahi Kitua. Amazing. Oh, so what I was, was it like? Um, so, so I think they came in like our second year and it was like we were just trying to establish it. It was the first Māori... Uh, student group A mm. for AUT. Yes. And then we started having the Wanagas every Wednesday nights. That was a big help, I think, for a lot of students just to be able to have a kai. Yes. Because yeah. so many of the students are on like student, student allowances or they're coming from a tight budget that just having the free kai every Wednesday was massive. Mm. And it allowed you to just focus on your study for that night. And also the barbecues. Do they still have the sausage sizzles every Wednesday? No, but we do still have the noho marae every Wednesday evening. Oh, and we do oh, the that's pie. good. Yeah. So the noho marae was awesome. And then the university in general, they had a, a sausage sizzle every Wednesday for lunch. We used to, I used to go to that. And then when I did my postgrad, um, one one in a month, they would just allow us to use the marae and cook for us. Amazing. And that was the best. Yeah, it was like manak, like you just need that sometimes. Someone mm. to just give you a kai so you can focus on your mahi. That's right, so that, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Titahi Kitua started. We, I was there with Hayley when she became the, the leader of that, and we got it established, and then we started – Kapahaka, Wananga nights, and um, study nights. As you said, we have a lot of um, whānau who are out of town, 
and I feel uh-huh. like they really, mm-hmm. <coughs> pardon me, they really utilize um, the space, which is, it's good. We've had um, 60 Toita come consistently yeah. um, throughout this semester. We wanted to ask you a little bit about Maramataka because you came and spoke about Maramataka um, during our Tikanga Talk series last year. And that was just after COVID hit, I think you came in and it was our like only event we had throughout the whole year. And it was amazing. You brought a dial for us to live learn um with you yeah. on how to how to read the lunar calendar and I guess for any Tawira who weren't there we just wanted to give them an opportunity to learn a bit more about it um so I guess my first question is um what is Maramataka and how did you start your journey to learning about it oh good part Maramataka you know some people have different ideas of what it is and most of it is that it's a lunar calendar based on the moon cycle, but it's not just a lunar calendar, it's an environmental calendar, I would say. So Maramataka is our traditional Māori and Pacifica environmental calendar. So that means that the calendar is based on tohu in the environment. Mm. So indicators in the tile that are whenua, moana and rangi. So the lunar part is just one. So that's mm. the rangi, but there's also tohu in the ocean and in the on the whenua that tell us where we are in the month or where we are in the year. Mm-hmm. So that's our, yeah, Maramataka, it's our version of time, our, our calendar. And how I started my journey was through um, working with Papa Ririata Makiha, who's our rangatira. Yes. And he is very, very knowledgeable in Chao Māori, mm. Kurako and um, Tonga Tukuihu in general, not just Maramataka, but he's also got that knowledge that he shares and that's what I've taken to. Mm. So I've been um, very, very lucky to work with him in the last six years now mm. where he's been kind of guiding and teaching me um, everything in that space. So that's how I started. And it's funny because I went to Kura in the Māori community, I went to Kahurangi in Auckland Girls Grammar School, and then I went to Tarapaitama in AUT. Yeah. And so my whole learning life journey, I never was exposed to Maramataka. Yeah, I don't So even know. at AUT, I wasn't. Mm. So that's a very, that's a, um, a tohu for me that there's not many opportunities or exposure around this knowledge, and it mm. needs to be, it's starting to come back now, but it needs to be revitalised and, 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 and created... Uh, more, more awareness created for more t- for, for more students. Mm, most definitely, I totally agree. And it wasn't until your visit and also learning it on social media through other people who talk about Maramataka that I actually was like, oh my gosh, this thing exists and it's a part of our this culture. Cool. It's so yeah. cool. Um, and we can use it as a tool within our lives um, for various reasons. And yeah, yeah. amazing. It's not just a Maramataka, it's... Well, when we, if, if you think about it from Chao Māori in our context of a Māori world, mm. it's, it's, if it's a type, like it's an environmental calendar, it's based on well-being. Mm. So the wellness of the environment and the wellness of tangata and whānau. Mm. So it's, it's around um, haora and how to be, mm. how to live your life in fullness. That's that's what the Maramataka is in its essence. We um, we put a partai out on Instagram and asked our Tawira what they wanted to know. And actually someone mm-hmm. asked, um, how can Maramataka be used practically in terms of self-care? Yeah, 
Well, wahine, there's like, so you know how the maramataka, so the maramataka has key days, key phases where the the, the wairua or the ahua of the days change. Mm. So it's all about haura and it, it guides you in your self-care depending on what that is for you. Mm. So for me, self-care is around uh, mental well-being, mm. physical well-being, my mara, my mara being well healthy, and then my whanau and my kids, you know, so that's self-care for me. And when you understand the maramataka, there are key phases where you're supposed to be quite um, and, and more introverted. Mm. So you go inside and then that's caring for your mental health. So, for example, on the fetal phases, Fetal is a very low phase. Fetal mm. is when the new moon or the no moon, you can't see the moon or you just see the new moon. It's also a time where things are more hidden. So in the tile, things close. So Mutu Fenua, Fetal and Tiria are the three days of yes. the no moon, new moon. And Mutu Fenua means the, like, the Fenua is finished. Mm. So you don't plant, you don't cultivate, you just let the Fenua rest, it closes. And I read somewhere that some iwi say that um, the earth closes, it goes inside. Yeah. And so what? And whatever's happening in the tile is happening within us. We are the tile, you know, just in tangata. You know, we're, we're, we're connected, we're one. So if the whenua is closing and the earth closes, it's time for us to do the same. We're supposed to close, go inside, and take care of the home fires or your whanau yeah. and focus on that. When you're open and you're out and you're going outside, you're going out to achieve things or to be ambitious about things or to celebrate. Like it's more social, it's more um, ambitious. Mm. When you're out, you're more ambitious or you're out to do something. There's a reason you're out. You want to achieve something. When you're inside, you're, you're, you're purely caring for yourself and your whanau. Mm. So what what are the practices at that time? To me, it's mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So we do so much um, physical, active, um, busy. There's a lot of busyness yeah, in, our, in our mahi today and just the way things are, the current, you know, the way we live in urban settings, that there's not, not any time to be still mm. or any time to be quiet and just to be on your own. Mm-hmm. And so I look at self-care during those times as a chance to practice some mindfulness or to just have some stillness in your life because you're going to go back to being busy again soon. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's one of the things that um, I've noticed about Toira who come from those small rural communities is that this urban setting is so fast-paced for them that they're finding it hard to reconnect back with their inner selves wow. um, coming into the city they're oh there's this and that happening I've got to experience this so all, much. Yeah, all at once um, but they really find time to practice mindfulness or um, focus on their inner well being yeah. because they're just mm. so consumed with city life and then yes. I feel like I don't know if you've noticed this too Jana but mm. then they start to feel homesick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And also with um, university, it's already stressful enough because you're yeah. you're constantly yeah. learning, 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 and then you're, yeah, 
you're exposed to like the big bustling city and I guess your brain is always busy and there's not much time for that peace and calm yeah so study life is that study life is like your brain is switched on you're probably in overload a lot of the time Mm. sleepless nights study and then you're in a city and if you come from an you know from up north it's just like a bustling metropolis yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're just like you're on you're switched on all the time um but we need a balance and i think for luckily for our culture maori we are we are we have that um you know the tikanga side where we do practice mindfulness in different ways through karakia or kapahaka mm-hmm. or in our whānau settings in some ways so some of us have that which is which is an advantage and then they maybe they come to the city come to uni and they get caught up in the the city life and then they forget yeah. that so I guess the maramataka could be just a, a way to guide how we balance ourselves, balance our kite. So, <clears throat> so if I explain the four phases, so you have your full moon phase, the rapa moon phase, which is high, high energy. Mm. Everything is like boom, 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 mind overloaded. You think you can do everything. You don't need much sleep. You're more hungry because that's the time to achieve everything. So you are we more energized at that time? Do we well, feel it more? Everyone's different, mm. but the energy, the aura of the tile is high. High, okay. So, so, so when the moon is full, the gravitational pull is massive, mm. and the water content in the Earth and in us, we are eighty percent water, is, a, is at its highest. Oh, wow. We are more fuller. So, the, for that phase, we are just we're at we're peaking. Mm. So, energy is high, but for some people, it's draining. Mm. They're drained because the energy is so high. So you have to figure out how you tune in yourself. But in general, it's high and you're supposed to do everything, get everything done. Okay. It's very productive. Nice. And then you come down from there. So after that phase, when you come down, you go into kore kore phase. Kore means, mm-hmm. you know, do nothing. You're supposed to do the opposite of that, which is to rest and take some time out, just chill. Mm. But people can't really do that when you're on a Monday to Friday schedule and, yeah. you know. But if you're aware, then you can – you plan your your schedule that way so you still do everything you have to do, but you're aware that it's kore kore today. Mm. My expectations are not up here. Yeah. I know what ago is today, and I'm just going to do what, what I can in this way. Kore kore doesn't mean that you can't be mentally on. Mm. Kore kore to me means – Physically and socially, it's it's supposed to reduce, but your intellect is high. So that's good for mahi. Yeah. You have that, if you know that, you tune in. Okay, it's kore kore today, apopo, and the next day, I'm going to just chill out on um, trying to do, I don't know, too many things with people, but I'm going to focus more on my study. Oh, so, you so can. those times can be better for wānanga? Like, um, it could because it's for, a for, more... Yeah. Yeah, low energy wānanga. Mm. Not a big sports wānanga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what advice would you Learning. give to um, students or tauira that um, are wanting to get into the maramataka and like use those phases to help with their assignments? Is that something that like, that you found yeah. helpful at uni? Going through those low cycles? and doing your assignments within a particular time? I, 
I didn't know the marama taka when I was at uni, mm. but I for sure use it in my mahi now. Mm. And, and my advice would be to just understand the four phases, what is the ahu of those four phases, and then tune in yourself. So the first phase is rākaunui, the high full moon phase. That's one, up the top. Mm. And then come around to the side, so one week after, you got four. It's easy to remember. You got four weeks in a month. You got four phases. The second week is the tangaroa phase, and that's when the most fruitful, productive time for anything. Mm. So, any rarus to be sold, mm. that's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the time to achieve anything. And then a week after that, so week one, week two, week three. I'm just putting it like that, but it's not going to align up with week one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the third is fetal, which is really, really low. So during fetal, our our tupuna said fetal was a time of he was a a mischievous atua, and if you didn't respect him, you could bring danger. Mm. So it's a dangerous time, and some people would not go out at all during fetal. They just stayed home. and then there's other things like nohopuku where you're supposed to be fasting at that time. I think it's also a time where a lot of wahine will get their mate. Mm. So tangaro is fruitful. Yeah. It's like wahine, papatuanuku, the tile is fruiting. Mm. <laughs> so a week after that, you've got to come down from that. So you. you allow yourself to just be in still rest mode. Mm. Reset, reset. So at that time, um, you don't have big expectations on yourself and others. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You still do what you have to do, but your your awareness is different. And then the last phase after that is tamatea, which was we've just come out of tamatea. It's unpredictable. Tamatea is up and down. It could be raining, then it's sunny, and then yeah. it's thunder. <laughs> And you could be happy next minute. Someone's telling a story, you feel like crying, and you're and it's not a story to cry about, but you just feel like crying because mm. your emotions are unpredictable. So we are unpredictable. Mm. Um, when you can just, it's just four four things. Like when you when we could understand those four parts of our maramataka, your whole perspective of the world changes. Mm. You start to see things differently. You start to notice things. You start to notice tohu. Mm. You notice tohu, that means you're being more conscious. Yes. When you're being more conscious and being more aware, you make better decisions for yourself and everyone else around you. It's when we're unconscious that we're just going through the motions. That's not good. We need to be more um, aware of that's living. That's living. Yes. And when we're conscious about what we're doing, when we're unconscious, we're not living. Yeah. Just surviving. Mm. Um, yeah, so my advice would be for Tawira to just grab a, grab a maramataka dial, learn mm. the four phases, and then the next step would be to tune in. Best way to tune in is to keep a diary. Yes. Or to just maybe take a note during each phase what you notice for yourself. Mm-hmm. Then it might be what you notice for other people, what you notice in your mahi, and you'll realize pretty easy. Um, oh, pretty quickly, I mean, where you are more effective. Mm. So I know for me, my best night I can study, and I'm so on and focused, is during um, fetal. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not rākaunui and it's not tangaroa. Yeah. I'm, I'm too hypo during those times. Mm. I can't focus. 
It's fetal in um, Korikore where my thinking is on. Wow. And I've got one specific day, Urongunui, which is at the end of Tangaroa phase. Mm. It's the best day for me. I was going to ask you that question and also like do you then plan to do things on those particular days based off your knowledge that those days are more kind of productive or fruitful for you in terms of like thinking oh there's some like my gardening so my mother is my way of um reconnecting with the tile Mm. and and just it's just the best thing ever for my whanau for everyone like mahi mara is like it nourishes us Mm. it gets our hands dirty and then it makes me go outside and actually tune into the phases because you don't plant any time there's better times to plant so i always plant on a tangawa phase or or a rafaunui phase Mm -hmm. so if I missed the Rakonui um, phase because I was too, you know, other things going on, at least I've started to prepare and I've got one more week before the next phase comes around. Mm-hmm. So I'll prepare my garden and then I'll wait for the tunnel phase and then all I've got to do is chuck the seedlings in. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I definitely plan according to the Maramataka is the Mahimara. Mm-hmm. And then setting, getting ready for Matariki and Puanga. Yes. And we wanted to ask you about that and, you know, because we talk about Maramataka and then, you know, we talk about Matariki. How are they connected? Yeah, how are they? Good question. People people don't realise they're, like, completely connected. So, Fetu, so Tohu o Terangi, our Fetu, they are connected. So, when... Like, when one star rises, it, it would usually indicate... Um, maybe a fish will move or have its babies but every honestly everything is connected I don't know the specifics because I'm not an expert in each space I just kind of have a general view but I know for sure like and there's so many movies we can watch in in other cultures where I don't know uh, um, um, you might have a fog on over the covering a city and then they know when that passes the next season starts or something like yes. that they've got their own tohu yes yeah. so for the maramataka the like for matariki matariki always always rises during the tangaroa phase mm. matariki rises in the tangaroa phase of pipiri okay or our pipiri yes okay yes yeah <laughs> makes sense <laughs> So when we so as long as you set your maramataka, your dates will, will you might be out by I'm always out by a day, mm. but it's usually pretty right. And if you're setting your calendar, you're you're more tuned in than ever. Mm. It's better than than nothing. It's the best way to be kind of in tune. Mm-hmm. So you set the maramataka we do on the full moon. Mm-hmm. So you need to know what the full moon date is. Yes. So the full moon date for this month. You can Google it. Mm. Large Google full moon date New Zealand. Yeah. The full moon date is the 25th okay. of June, mm-hmm. which is four days from now. Yeah. So on your dial, um, so I just got my dial on my phone. Cool. Oh, cool. So, oh, yeah, I can see this. Oh, you can't see there. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, me. So, so. The 21st of June is the full moon, so that's Rākaunui. Mm. So, so Rākaunui is on the 21st, so you just go... So on your dial, you'd find Rākaunui. 
Today. This is a good day to like launch stuff, right? Or like, I oh, remember someone saying it's like quite a good day yep. to start things. Mafaru? Yep. Surge. It's mm. a surging phase. We're surging into the full moon now. Okay. In three days, the moon will be full. Right now, it's only like just over a half full. It's going to take only three days. So it's in three days, so much is achieved by the tile. Like, mm. if you think about the moon is trying to fill itself up. Yeah. And and right now it's only like kind of half full and it's only gonna take three days to be completely full. Like that's a lot of energy. Yes. So if you're launching something you're today, mm. you're launching it at a time where the energy is gonna go fast. Oh wow. It's a good when you think about it like that, yeah. that is a good time to launch something because mm. you're gonna surge. Yes. Launch it now and surge, fly. Yeah. Go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you try to launch something on fiddle where it's quiet and it's low and everything's hidden mm. and people are like inside and the earth is closed, well, it's going to have that kind of start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends what you're trying to achieve. Mm. You're wanting something to go fast and fly and be like boom, then you align it with a with a, the natural phase that's like that, mm. which is today. So that's that's a good insight. I didn't realize. I didn't look, think about it. So mm. I think the Maramataka just takes us back to the truth. What is tika and what is puno? And is that at this time actually the tayo is doing this? Yeah. Put that into perspective for yourself. You're launching something. Mm. So if the tayo right now is doing this, how it's like we have to kind of do our own thinking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I've I've looked at it. But so mafaru today for me, cause like I've, so I've tried to tune in by keeping a journal, mm-hmm. and I don't write in it every day. I'll just write something that stands out. Like on Saturday, I saw two pirairaka, mm. and you don't see them all the time. Yeah. And I love pirairaka, and I've fallen in love with them since lockdown because they just kept visiting me. Oh wow! And I always felt good, so it must be a good tohu for me. Mm. And so when I, I I noted that, you know, mentally I was like, oh, my God, Piraraka, I need to write that down, I need to write that down. Then I saw another one, like, in, somewhere else, and I was like, oh, I just saw another one. So I'll write, I write, I'll quickly write that down. And I haven't written anything since Saturday. Mm. Okay. And then, yeah, you know, you'll notice different stories. Yeah, like, well, like someone, that someone makes might sense. say something to you and you're like, Whoa, that was random. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've had so many recently, like flocks of birds flying above me. So it's happened. It's happened over the past maybe two weeks. So many different bird formations in the sky, like the V, or even just when I was walking up Queen Street today, there were just pigeons mm. like circling pigeons. around. And I thought, oh, you know, it must be to do with like the season or the I don't know, like. The wind. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So you're already so you're so you're noticing the birds. I notice birds too. Yeah. Other people like I had a friend, I mean she know she's it's feathers. Mm. She always finds feathers. And then for some it's like insects or grasshoppers, yeah. butterflies, like it can be like Chana, you might have something else that Yeah, well maybe like, you don't see it now but Oddly enough, like, and with all the storm thunder and everything we've had, our hibiscus at home, because we've got our own garden, has actually blossomed, like, throughout the thunder and the lightning that we've had recently. 
That's a tohu. Yeah, because that's, that's mine. That's one of my nana's favorite flowers. Mm. Is the hibiscus. So you, and like our yeah. So you'd write that. Yeah. So if you I had a journal. Pretty, pretty mean. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, Nan. Because um, I was up in Paihe on the weekend, but I had to go through, like, the rain, like, all this terrible weather. And so before we left, because um, the night before, I, like, I noticed it. But it came through the day I was actually travelling. So I was like, oh. There you go. Like, thanks, Nan. Thank you, Nan, for being here with me. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. I think that... Um, like when you're observing the toy or you notice them, it's, it's that whole thing around being conscious. Mm. And I just keep going back to that because, like, if you, why are we all here? Like, what's the purpose of, of us being here in this life? Mm. We all have our own individual purpose, but collectively as people, it's like, to me, it's like to be conscious is to be living truly fully in the moment so you're living life to its fullest yeah so it's around consciousness i believe it's a reason for being here yeah i don't know to evolve or to become aware of i don't know future things i don't know yeah. but it's, we yeah. have to be conscious yes mm. and I think we agree. are in an unconscious world yeah and tile brings us back to being present mm. so you notice that hibiscus flower and notice that bird in that moment you're not thinking about anything else you're not thinking about your mind you're just present with that moment yeah and that's what I think is the most beautiful thing about being in tune with the maramataka it sounds so so basic and cliche yeah. no yeah. it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't honestly but, that's, but it does it like just makes us realise um, what's happening I don't know. It wakes us up. Yeah. It, it awakens us. Mm. And I think that's so something that right now. a yeah. lot of us, um, I'm going to say, us as in young people my age, um, consciousness is something I think we definitely need to practice with social media, mm. um, with influences mm. from other cultures mm. as well. I'm not saying that they're all bad, but um, to be present within our own culture, you know, even going back home, um, yeah to help out with our nannies, our whanau, um, just being there for one another. I, and I think we do, there is a part of us that we do lose by coming to the big city. One of the sacrifices, unfortunately, that we have to make um, for higher education. But um, if anything, yeah, that's definitely something I resonate with. And I'm sure many other Tawira in our position do too. But um yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Social media makes us unconscious, mm. and it affects. It, it absolutely affects me. Mm. Like, if if I was conscious, that that means you give your full attention. So if you're studying, and you're giving it your full attention, you're you're doing the best you can. Mm. You're gonna do the best you can in that assignment or in that test because you've given it your full attention, your full devotion, everything you can. Mm. That's, you would thrive. If you gave everything in your life, your full attention, your full yeah. consciousness, you would be on this path to your higher self, you know, as as best as you can. Mm. It's when we're half quiet, when we're half conscious, yeah. or we're half doing our assignment, then we're half on our phone. We're half answering this question, but we're also messaging this person. Mm. That's not fully conscious. That's half quiet. Yeah. And so... 
social media has affected me. It's so hard for me to focus a lot of the time. I've, I have to be more disciplined. Yeah. And I'm I'm so sure that many of our rangatahi would be going through this as well because we're all digital. We're in this digital era. Yeah. We're millennials. There's even now there's pandemials, you know. Yeah. It's, part of, <laughs> that's so it's like this is a challenge for all of us. Mm. Even with um, right. doing, I know my degree is specifically in multimedia and media, mm. um, but even now I find I get sick of being on Facebook, yeah. being on Instagram, opening my laptop. It's uh, it's another drain. It feels as if um, people, even though I'm not kanohi kite kanohi, they're still sucking a bit of life mm. out of me, you know? Mm. They're, they're taking more than they're giving, um, even though they, they're not doing anything to me, directly mm. to me. I still feel like I'm invested in them mm. because I see them 24-7 on my phone. On your phone. And, but, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it is draining. And I do, I will practice. I, yeah, I will practice. Yeah, so that's like a good reminder for yeah. you and, oh, and for me as well to actually, what well, makes me want to get more out into the taiao and actually maybe even start planting or, you know, reconnecting so that I guess it gives you something different to do rather than resorting you to just the, you know, swipe this. <laughs> Scrolling. Uh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ayla, for coming to talk with us. We won't keep you for too much longer. Um, are there any final things you want to say to any of the Tawira AUT about learning or this journey to learning Manawataka? Or resources. Yeah, or resources, helpful yeah. resources. It would be just to get a Manawataka dial, okay. which I can send or you can Google. There's quite a few when you Google. And print it out. Put that beside your room. When you're ready, you'll pick it up. And then you start highlighting your four phases. That's my advice. Get a dial. Get a dial. Get a dial. We'll That's the that. first step. We should do that for a workshop. We um, will. Yeah. The <laughs> dial. Thank you so much for coming in, no, sharing welcome. your matauranga and, and, you know, everything that you've learnt along the way. It's so special. And I really think um, our students are like – thirsty for this kind of mm. knowledge awesome. um, and they're not getting it at university through their papers so you know it's like mm. that added extra that they they need so like with Takawanga here we're trying to offer like well-being supports and social supports and I'm always trying to make sure that we're doing it um, our way with our tikanga and um, <laughs> yeah something a bit different I think this is exactly the type of stuff that they want Definitely. to hear and mm. not all of them can go home and learn that either. That's right. Yeah. So I think it's this type of mahi and kōrero is really important. Um, yeah. yeah. But, oh. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me and allowing the space for us to to wanana about mm. this knowledge. This is like really um, special mātauranga that we are blessed with and we, it's our, I think it's our generation's job to to spread it and normalise it. That's right. You know, our, our parents didn't have the same opportunity we have, so it might be our, us doing this so that our kids could become more first language 
speakers of Maru Matata. Yeah. So thank you for the opportunity. And I I dream that one day AUT Shadow Pratama will have Maru Matata as a core. I agree. Uh, yes. Or a yes. core subject. Yes. You know, uh, an actual major or something. Yeah. Maybe I'll put that through as a <laughs> as a suggestion this year to Putty. Yeah. Say, hey. We're looking at our <laughs> new lecturer. We're like, can we get you on as a kayako? Hi. <laughs> Be amazing. Hi. <laughs> I'll put your name for it. I'll say, hey. <laughs> Approach Ayla. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay.